Welcome, welcome. I am your host, The Bandit, also known as Gary. <clears throat> we are doing another uh, podcast. Uh, I'm trying to get um, ahead a little bit, so if we happen to have a week where, um, yeah, we can, we have a week where we want to be lazy or um, working on content or whatever, you know, we can we can be that way. Um, so how's everybody doing this week? Um, I know here in Iowa, um, Davenport, it's been pretty decent weather-wise, so a little chilly in the mornings, but you know what? I'll take it over any snow or rain or anything like that. So, um, in this episode, we, uh, we actually got our first email, um, from someone and uh they uh um told a little bit about themselves and um uh asked you know i guess a couple questions so we appreciate that and we'll get to that here in a little bit um but last episode to kind of re recap um last episode we we talked about getting started or restarted in the hobby um, and, you know, do your research and, you know, figure out, do some planning before you just go out and start buying, you know, either a train set, locomotives, rail cars, track, whatever, and just kind of get a, uh, uh, an idea of what you want from this hobby and what you're able to afford and, um, both, you know, financially, but also, uh, space, you know, and time. Um, it's, it's, this hobby can be completely enjoyable, but it can also, um, take a lot of extra time, money, and, you know, and, and space, depending on what, how big you want to go, uh, what your, uh, what your, uh, expectations and dreams are. Um, and that's what's awesome about this hobby too, is, um, you can dream big. You don't have to have a huge layout, but you know you can dream big and enjoy it. So um, I wanted to kind of move forward um, from that um, building um, as far as the bench work and you know from from building a railroad. Um, let's move on to like, I guess what would be the next step, which is um, uh, you know like okay you decided this is the kind of railroad you want um and you know what kind of bench work do you want to do you know how how do you want to build this um because without without having stable bench work sturdy bench work um in one form or another you're you're kind of defeating the purpose um so um We'll get started in that here shortly, but uh, I just uh, wanted to notate on this that um, from the last episode that you guys got, uh, that came out last week, um, we have since um, ended up buying uh, an actual mic, uh, microphone, so I'm hoping that this... Um, is a little better sounding, a little less background noise. Um, 
I do know I have also, it's on order and I'm waiting for it to come in. I bought, uh, I purchased uh, like a mixer board and actually a boom mic and a little better boom, uh, microphone as well, or, and the boom for it. And then um, I've got uh, some recording foam, whatever. So hopefully I can make this a little bit better um, sounding for you guys. And... Um, and bear with me as I work on the edits and trying to get the music just right and everything. It's, it's, um, I'm figuring all this out. Um, we also, um, last episode we said, hey, we've got a model railroad talk email address. Um, we are actually, we just set up a website. Um, we've just got the URL. And by the time this comes out, we should have the website, um, um, you know, at least basic, um, the gist of what this uh, podcast is. And take a wild guess. Yes, the website is, web address is um, modelrailroadtalk.com. Um, we are using um, um, a free web host server so basically we have the uh web address the url just forwarded over to um where it's free for now um maybe someday down the road where we can afford to get uh you know um pay to have it to where there's not necessarily their ads on it that would be great but you know in due time also we have submitted our um podcast um, to Amazon Music, so it is actually live on Amazon Music along with Spotify here, and we are waiting for the confirmation back from Google um, for their podcast, and we are in the process of trying to get set up uh, with iTunes, so hopefully by the next episode we'll have all that done, and yeah, um, keep upgrading. We're, we just set up today, we got to do more... Um, a little more it takes a little bit to get set up with these places uh online places but we are going to be adding adding a patreon account um so patreon is basically a way for you to be able to support us at at um you know no extra cost to you other than what you're willing to pledge or whatever and you control that that's the nice thing about it you say how much like say per episode or per month or whatever and you put the cap on it and you know you can cancel at any time but by the next episode we will have the details on that so um things are moving forward on this we've got so far i'm i'm uh i'm very excited about um We've been getting decent plays, um, play counts, and stuff like that. So, um, oh, one last thing. We are also on Facebook as well. Uh, we're at, I don't know what they call it, Facebook page. We have a Facebook page, but it's at Model Railroad uh, Talk, um, Facebook dot, I don't know, however they do that. I'm not that techie. So, I mean, um, I'm just lucky I can figure out how to run this and get you guys a podcast. So, anyways, let's move on to. Um, you've you've decided, you know, okay, let, H O scale, N scale, whatever scale you've decided. 
you decided you either want, you know, whatever, a basic oval, you know, you have room for a 4x8 or 2x4, whatever size, or you want around the walls or you want, um, you know, uh, around the walls with a peninsula, whatever. You've decided your layout, uh, maybe not necessarily down to the exact track plan, but you know that this is the space you have. This is what you want to do. <clears throat> Where do you go from there? You know, um, it's all fine and dandy. Even if you're using a, a, a pre, pre-planned track plan that you can find in, you know, Model Railroader or Atlas or, you know, m- tons of them on the internet. Um, what do you do next? You know, um, <clears throat> well, bench work. Um, bench work is the foundation to your Model Railroad, in a sense. I mean, or not in a sense, it is. Um, without solid bench work, it goes back to what we've talked about a couple episodes ago about, you know, you can get into the hobby by buying a cheapo train set and if that's all you can afford, great, but don't expect, you know, uh, high performing, awesome, precise performing locomotives and rail cars, um, without a, a ton of work. Um, but be, uh, you know, basically from just pulling them out of the box, putting them on the track because, you know, you pay, you pay for what you get, you know? Um, <clears throat> so it doesn't matter whether you start out with one of those or you move up or you start out with a higher end locomotive and rail cars or whatever without solid bench work, you, you might as well not even start this hobby. Um, one thing that I've I've seen uh, personally experienced and from others in the past is um, you know you you build a four by eight layout and um, we'll just use that as an example four by eight, four foot by eight foot uh, HO scale layout and you you know build it with one by two bys however you build it. But let's just say two by fours. You use two by fours. You build it with two by fours, and then you put a one two by four for each leg, and that's it. It's not going to be very stable, and you will be experiencing oh, you bump the railroad, and now that you know that train that you're running, um, some of the cars decide to derail or whatever because you bumped it. So, and I'm not cutting down a tabletop railroad by any means what i'm getting at though is you can build the legs in that example build the legs so they're really sturdy and there's a less chance of you bumping it and making it uh wiggle really bad and knocking stuff off the tracks and you know for that matter buildings off you know you could knock depending on how close your your track is to the uh edge of the railroad because some of them they are close to the edge you know your prized locomotive or car that you just spent hours on detailing and stuff so um so what different types of um bench work are there now i'm going to use my terms which are pretty generic across the hobby but um by all means, if if there's um, if either if I term something differently or wrong or there's another one that I'm missing here, please email us. Um, 
modelrailroadtalk at gmail.com. And by the time this is out, you, you will be able to go to our website and, you know, modelrailroadtalk.com or you can email us at modelrailroadtalk at gmail.com. Um, and uh, you'll be able to... Um, so, um, yeah, con- reach out to us. Let us know what um what your thoughts are but anyways um so i'm gonna start out by saying you know there's uh you know your typical tabletop and then um then you have your uh around the walls um shelf layouts um you have your island layouts um there's all sorts of different ones um you know um so yeah like as an example, my layout is a shelf layout, around the wall shelf layout. Um, my former layout um, that I've talked about in previous episodes was around the walls shelf layout, but it had a peninsula on it. Um, you got your your typical tabletop, what they call, um, which is you know some people use a ping pong table. Um, generally speaking, a lot of people for HO scale use, um, a four by eight sheet of, lay, uh, plywood. Um, cause it's a, you can go to the hardware store or, uh, you know, one of the, um, home improvement stores and buy the sheet and, you, you know, you really don't have to do much other than build a frame. Um, you know, end scale generally two by four, three by four, three by five, um, Obviously, O scale, which is bigger than HO, you know, you need more room. So, um, but uh, which, you know, there's that. And then, um, and then, so, you know, like in my case, my railroad I'm doing right now, it's around the walls, shelf layout. Um, I'm actually double decking mine, but we'll get into that another time. But um, <clears throat> mine is. Um, a hybrid between um, a cookie cutter, a cookie cutter for the 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 track, uh, the basically the tabletop and the standard plywood top. Um, my size, uh, the size of uh, the around part of the layout is two foot deep for the for the bottom level. Um, I do have some spots where it's thirty inches deep, and then. Um, where it spins around because um, I'm building a in a sense a point-to-point railroad but it's gonna have continuous runs so like if people come over to look at it I can have a couple trains just running you know um, but uh, so the upper level um, which is I have to finish the lower level first um, but the upper level, it's going to be no more than probably 16 inches deep at the at the deepest spot, other than on the ends where um, the the loop, in a sense, will be that brings it back around, which that'll be um, minimum track radius. And there, I'm sure I'm going to hear about this, but my all I can afford for space is a minimum of 22 inch uh, radius. I've done several measurements and stuff, and I can't. I, I, I can't, I don't have the extra space to be able to go with like a 24 or, or bigger, ideally, which would have been nice. Um, 
loop in a sense so i'm i'm limited to 22 inch but um but yeah mine's a basically a hybrid between like a, a tabletop around the walls if that makes sense um with some cookie cutter and where the cookie cutter comes in is um i've got a uh long run um one of my tracks is taking it's actually going to be a double track up and back on this but basically it starts out on the lower level and i've got it um i've actually got the end of that framework bench work at the height of what the top level would be um so um that's where the cookie cutter comes in um i used it just kind of cut out uh, <clears throat> excuse me of the plywood top where you know the the sections of the plywood i needed and just started putting risers in and raising it up um I chose to go that way for different reasons, which we can talk about later in other episodes when we're talking about scenery and stuff like that. Um, that's um, an operation and stuff. That's that's the reason why I went that route. I had thought about going um, like uh, Woodland Scenics. They make their um, risers or whatever. You know, it's foam, and th and those are great because you can get it in like one percent, two percent, I think four percent grades and stuff. You know. Um, basically you just put it down on your top and run your track or roadbed and then your track and it's great but um but anyways yeah so that's that's the way mine is um you know what do you guys for those of people who are newer or not i don't even care if you're new or old what what's your layout like is, is it uh is it a round the walls if or is it a, a is it a tabletop um, and you can even do tabletop uh, cookie cutter design. Now, if you go on to, um, like if you were, uh, I know Model Railroaders done a whole bunch of uh, articles and they have some videos on their website um, of, you know, a portable layout, which is in a sense, a tabletop layout that they did the cookie cutter design and, and, and it worked out great. Um, now some of you may be wondering, you know, like, okay, cookie cutter, he kind of explained it. Um, just think of it this way. You take your track, lay it down on, you know, we'll just use a four by eight sheet as an example. And we'll use, say you're using uh Kato easy track or whatever their stuff is. You get your layout set up, uh, draw out your track, your outlines and stuff where the track is going. And then you generally give yourself and and it all depends on what you're doing but let's just say you give yourself an extra three quarters of an inch in overall width <clears throat> and once you get your lines drawn you you know go in with a, a jigsaw or whatever is um whatever you got and you cut out that <clears throat> that section where your track's gonna lay and then basically you raise that up or lower it down whatever your you know your design plan is and then the rest of the pieces that you have left from that, they go in at what we would call your normal level. So like, um, you know, you have you just screw those down to what the top of the framework is, and then you use risers or whatnot to either raise or lower your, where your track is. And it a lot of times it helps with scenery, but also if you're going to run multi, uh, trains underneath one another, it's it's a little bit easier. Um, to get, I feel, to get uh, the right grades and um, 
you can do more realistic look with scenery and stuff. But, you know, if that's something that, you know, some people aren't, um, you know, they don't have the necessary skills, you know, and not cutting them down. You know, some people are better at, you know, the electronics. Some are better at modeling cars or, you know, detailing cars. Some are better at painting, you know. It, it, I personally wouldn't recommend somebody getting or new to the hobby <clears throat> trying a cookie cutter design unless you've got a the tools to do it but b um you've got some not construction but carpentry um background and stuff and you're you you're comfortable with running a jigsaw and a, and a and a circular saw and plunge cutting and stuff like that um but that's you know that's something you know, and think about that's extending on from our last podcast of, you know, planning, you know, that kind of goes into the planning part as well of, you know, okay, I've got this plan. Uh, okay. I, I know, you know, for the bench work, uh, um, you know, I'm going to do a box frame style and I'm going to do around the walls. Okay. Well, am I just going to do a tabletop on that or am I going to do cookie cutter? I might do a hybrid tabletop, uh, cookie cutter, kind of like what I did. Um, you need to know that before you actually, you have to have that kind of figured out, my opinion. Um, I think it's easier to know, okay, I'm going to do this style or this style before you start planning your actual framework for the bench or bench work, because, um, you know, there's the box style, which is basically, we'll use the four by eight as an example. You know, you get two pieces of a, uh, eight foot two by fours we'll say um and then you take another you know say two uh eight footers and you cut them down to uh well it wouldn't be 48 it would be uh off the top of my head 40 you know you're, you're like you, you basically cut it down and uh, to where you and and you just you have a box and then you have your two uh supports in the middle um sorry folks my my brain is fried from work today so I, my math isn't too good and i don't want to tell you guys something wrong but, uh, you know, that's basically box style is what I call box style. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, my railroad is a box style. Um, I like it because for me being around the walls, um, I can attach it to the studs in the wall. And then I've just got support legs. Um, actually, my layout that I've got so far, I'm 8, 16, I'm 20... I'm about 25 foot of, of bench work already, and I've only got three support um, legs, and they're tucked back, so it, when you're operating, you don't walk up and kick them, you know. But um, then they have what's called uh, open grid, which you you build your base um, your base framework, and it's basically two rails, is what it is, and then the be, uh, the uh, open or yeah open frame um then you take okay say a lot of them a lot of uh modelers use one by twos one by or not one by twos probably one by fours one by threes or so and you take and you put those think of think of it this way your main rails you have your bench work and then you have your main rails that run um the length of the framework so the longest point those would in a sense be like the rails of the of the, like of railroad tracks then you have your cross members 
which would be like the ties in a sense, they're perpendicular to your main rails, and you put those in and you space those out based on where you're going to have elevation or, you know, undercuts and stuff like that. And I, I've never done that. I like the idea of that style of uh, framework. Um, I, I see the major advantages to it. Um, my personal, it's not even an issue, but my personal choice of why I don't do that is it does take, it can take a little bit more lumber. And, and depending on what you're doing, it can take a little bit more space. Um, you know, but there again, do your research. Um, you know, which if you're going to do the open grid, you're going to probably going to be doing the cookie cutter design for your, your track, track work and stuff, um, and your trains. That's what that's really good for, um, of being able to adjust, have more, you have more adjustment and more fine tuning, if, if you will, of your sub road bed. Um, it was, um, while you're putting your uh, putting your sub road in road bed in for your track and stuff so um, but yeah um, tell me what you guys think um, I don't want to keep going on that subject because you know it's we've got we've got um, like I said an email we want to get to and um, unfortunately since the last uh, podcast I haven't had any time to be able to review uh or get set up to do a review of a product but um i promise you next one we will do a review of of a product um but um so reach out to us what do you think uh, you know do you have an existing layout if you do what style are you using is a box style for your framework or is it open grid or is there another style that's out there that you know, is not common, maybe not common that people know about that you're using. Um, or, you know, are, is your layout, you know, and, and let us know, is your layout just a, a tabletop or is it around the walls? You know, we, we want to hear from you. Um, you can email us, remember you can email us at, uh, model railroad talk at gmail.com and you can go to our website and there's a form submission there that you can, or submit or whatever they call that. Um, at um, modelrailroadtalk.com so we're getting things set up here um, you know for making this a better podcast as, as time goes on so we're going to take a quick break and um, so we can uh, thank or have one of our sponsors jump on here and um, then we'll come back and we'll get to the email and we'll go from there so stick around Join the Model Railroad Revolution. Go on over to patreon.com forward slash model railroad talk and become a premium supporter. By becoming a premium supporter, you get added benefits such as an exclusive private Facebook group, live videos while we record, access to the latest episode before anyone else, and more. Your support helps us continue to grow and support the Model Railroad Revolution. Go on over to patreon.com. That's P A T R E O N.com forward slash model railroad talk. 
to become a premium member today. And we're back. Um, yeah, so we uh, had our first email from a gentleman, and we're just going to call him Robert. And he's from, well, I would say he's central, central eastern Iowa. So first of all, Robert, thank you for your email submission. We uh, really, really appreciate it. <clears throat> and uh, basically his email went into saying, you know, he's not new to the hobby, but he doesn't have his own model railroad set up yet. Um, and he is going, planning on doing a... Uh, a layout sometime he wants to do ho scale but he's got some 164th scale tractors and some semis and stuff um that he wants to try to incorporate um um so my personal opinion if you want to go ho scale i don't know how well you're gonna be able to incorporate 164th um 164th is more o scale but you know to each their own hey you know, uh, forced perspective, uh, um, you know, in this hobby, Hey, there's, you can do anything you want, you know? So he, uh, threw out, um, more or less a couple questions. Um, and, uh, we'll start with the second one that he, he more or less asked was, um, what is my favorite type of train cars I like to use or run off? And, um, I, you know, I'm going to start by saying, I'm going to start by with my, probably my least favorite. Um, and my least favorite, nothing wrong with them. In fact, I'm going to end up having some of them on my railroad as a, uh, because of one of my industries, but I, I like the looks of like the center beam, uh, flat cars. Um, but um, the center beams are generally longer. Um, you, you know, they're a longer car and, and so I'm probably going to just go with bulkhead flats because my railroad, because of my 22 inch radius that I'm only able to do. But, um, I would say starting would be my, my least favorite would probably be those. And I don't know why I just, I mean, I think they're cool looking and stuff, but I, I think probably the reason why it'd be my least favorite is because of the, um, uh, because the, it takes such a broad curve for him to run properly without doing a lot of extra work with the couplers and the and the and the trucks and wheel sets and stuff. Um, the other thing too, while I like maintenance of away equipment, um, and I get railroads have to have it, and I'm sure someday my railroad will have some maintenance away equipment. You got to have it. I think though that would be one of my next group of less favorite. But as far as my favorite rail cars, and this is going based off of um, my previous layout, <clears throat> um, I really, really dig cushion coil cars um, with the lids and stuff on them, um, whether single or double lids. Um, I, I, they're just really neat um, to me, anyways. Um, I like the covered hoppers that, uh, like, that go in and out of like um the big like adm or gpc or someplace like that um I, I i had a ton of them on my last railroad in fact i had two huge 
Um, I had an eight, actually, I modeled an ADM and a cargo on my railroad, and I mean, I think I had a couple, two, three hundred of those. And I just, I think they're cool. There's a lot you can do with those kind of cars, you know, as far as graffiti, weathering, and whatnot. Um, another car I, I love is the the Bethgon Coal Porters. Um, those are the ones that you see you see pulling in and out, or you know, uh, in loaded, out empty, going into the, the uh, power plants. Um, I like those, even though I never had this um, option on my railroad on my layouts. Um, I know the club layout I've spoke with in the last um, uh, episode. Um, I know one's getting built or is built, and they're working on the mechanics, if you will. But the Colp, those Bethgons are designed in real life, in the prototype. They actually pull them on, and a lot of times, I don't know if they're... It, I think it depends on the size of either one or two cars, but one end, the couplers actually swivel. So it pulls onto this... Uh, um, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know what exactly what it's called, but basically it pulls onto this... Uh, not bridge, but you can call it a bridge of this piece of equipment, and this equipment literally rotates, dumps all the coal out the top, rotates back, and they pull it forward and just until the cars are all done. Um, so that aspect of it's really cool and neat to me. But uh, I just I've seen them like when I've gone out west for trips and stuff like that, and and I've seen them around here, but you don't see them at yeah like here in the like where I'm at um, eastern Iowa. You don't see the big, big coal drags where there's like four locomotives on the, you know, on the front and a couple in the middle and maybe in the uh, one or two on the rear pushing, like you do out west, uh, like through Cheyenne or Wyoming and and um, out there, you know. Um, so, anyways, I've seen those and those um, are, are are really cool as well. And then I would say my last top, uh, my top, uh, say the top three cars are um um like mill gondolas um the shorter side um whether they're the shorter you know 52 footers or up to the what are they 63 or 63 footers or 68 foot i don't remember exactly without looking um those are just really cool i like those um because unlike the mill gondola or i'm sorry not the mill gondolas the uh bethgon coal porters which are they're they're gondolas but they uh, um you know they're aluminum and stuff they don't generally get beat up because coal goes in they get to where they're going it gets dumped out and that's it you know but the the mill gons is what i call them um i like those because as far as modeling aspect i'll I'll take like a, a soldering iron and go on the inside or even like a little micro torch and heat up the plastic on the inside of of it and I'll take like my finger or screwdriver and kind of push on it and start um, you know uh, bending up the sides and because some of them some of them cars you wonder how do the are the sides even still on them they're so banged up but um, but yeah I would say those are my three favorites the the um, uh, cushion coil cars or coil cars, um, the Bethgon coal porters and a standard mill guns. So, um, the other one question more or less he has is what products would your dream layout have? Well, um, for starters, um, I would run what I'm running now for DCC, which is Digitrax. Um, most of you know from, um, previous episodes, 
<clears throat> I'm a Digitrax fan. It's not cutting down NCE or, or MRC or any of the other ones. Um, I just personally love Digitrax. Um, so I would run that as um, my control system. Locomotive brands, I would run, I would say I would be running, um, uh, well, first of all, I'd be running the big power because my dream, my dream layout would be, you know, big enough that, you know, I'd be able to run, like we are talking about here a few minutes ago about the Bethcon Colporters, I'd be able to run trains that were long enough that needed four, lo you know, six or eight locomotives just to push it. But, um, but as far as product, I would I'd, I would run Broadway Limited um, for locomotives, um, mainly diesel from like the SD uh, like forty SD forty five dash twos up to you know the new ACE you know the big six forty five hundred to six thousand horsepower you know latest generation diesels. I just I, I like them, um, but yeah, Broadway Limited and. Um, because of the sound, but also I would, I, I've always liked Cotto locomotives. I've used Athern, Athern Genesis, um, um, or I should say when I say Athern, I mean Blue Box, um, Bachman. I've, I've had them all, and they all have their positives and, and negatives, but I just, the Cotto locomotives right out of the box are a solid locomotive, smooth running locomotive, um, I, I've really never had any issues with Akata or Broadway Limited. So, as far as locomotives, that's what I'd run. Um, cars, like my favorite type of cars, you know, I'd have a lot of Beth Gons. Uh, I'd have a lot of uh, Covered Hoppers. I'd have a lot of Milgons, um, tank cars. I would probably have a lot of every car, to be honest with you. Um, uh, let's see here. What else? Um, my dream layout would be um, open grid cookie cutter, and of course, I would I would have um, I I would have the space if I had you know say I won the lottery, I would have a building big enough that um, or several buildings connected together to where I could actually I would love to be able to scale for every model or every mile. You know, say like, say I was going to do the Iowa Interstate from from um, the Mississippi River here west. You know, I would love to be able to do scale a mile for mile. You know, scale or real mile to scale mile. You know, um, granted, I get it ain't going to be a straight line, but I'd love to be able to do that for you know several hundred miles or more. But um. Oh, going back to the locomotives, my dream layout. Um, all my locomotives would be sound equipped. Um, all my structures would be um, either bar mills or fine scale miniatures or uh, a lot of the craftsman kits. I, I really like the craftsman kits. I miss building them um, with my absence from model railroading and now um, I'm getting back into it. I still have a partial bar mills kit. And so I'm looking forward to getting more of those and getting Craftsman structure kits. But the problem with the Craftsman structure kits, they don't they don't have like a lot of the modern stuff. Or if they do have modern stuff, you you don't generally see like huge industries um, 
you know, so a lot of the huge industries would end up being scratch built plastic, um, which a lot of my, a lot of my, um, industries that I'm going to have on my railroad, um, I would say probably at least 50% of them are going to be scratch built. Um, yeah, um, shoot, there was, uh, I'm trying to think of what else, everything would be weathered on my dream layout, um, everything I would run, I would run Katie, uh, couplers on everything, actually, um, this is kind of a little tangent, but when I was model railroading before, you know, 10, 12 years ago, whatever, 12, 14 years ago, whatever it was, um, there was a company called Sergeant Engineering, and they made these scale, HO scale, I think it was just HO scale, um, like, uh, prototype, the, to me, the closest prototypically you can get in modeling, uh, knuckle couplers, um, I mean, they looked exactly like the real life ones, the only, th- basically the difference between how they operated and, um, the prototypes do is there was no bar that you had to pull it was basically you there was a special magnet that you would pull over the top and there was like i guess a ball bearing or something in inside that would lift up and then you pull your train away and the knuckle would open up and the couplers didn't have centering springs and stuff like kd did i think you could get them but i never ran them um because the prototype they don't have them you know and but I just found out here in the last few months when I got back into it that they shut down business, which is sad because they had a great thing going, my, my personal opinion. So um, I guess on my dream layout, if the, they were still available, I would everything would be equipped with those. But yeah, I would run, at this point in time, I'm a big fan of the KD number 58 couplers. Um, they're the scale couplers versus the traditional number fives. And you hear people complain about them because they're, they're, they're smaller and, um, you know, and I will agree with them if your track work is, is not real flat, if you have a lot of up and down and stuff, they're probably not the best, but, um, I would run those in the shelf, um, couplers, like what they run on tank cars and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, um, I would, my dream layout, uh, uh, products um yeah that's about it i guess um all my buildings or most most if not all my structures would be lit up which they're going to be on this railroad so but yeah so thank you robert for the email that was that's great um um robert maybe uh maybe someday you can come and join us on our podcast here and um we're always looking for um, somebody to come on and talk model railroad stuff. I mean, um, we're not, we don't necessarily need to have somebody that's a, a superstar or anything in model railroading. Cause you know, you know, who's really a superstar in model railroading except for us in our own world, you know? So, um, yeah. So I want to thank everybody for, uh, listening to, um, the fourth episode. I'm actually excited. Um, like I said, by the time this comes out, this will already be here, but right now I'm recording this. Um, it's on a Thursday evening <clears throat> and my, or I should say our, um, because we're all in this together, folks. Um, uh, my, uh, other mic, um, which is actually supposed to be a little better than this one that I just bought. Um, and the boom for it. And then the background, I don't know what they call it, the sound foam or whatever, dampening foam, all that's supposed to be in on Saturday or by Saturday. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and, and I'll have the mixer board. So 
Um, so like say Robert, if you want to reach out to us and you want to come and join us on this podcast, you know, by all means, let's do it. Um, I'll have a second mic. Um, I'll be able to fit you in and probably make your, probably make your, uh, voice sound funny, but, um, just so everybody knows Robert, um, he, him and I, well, where I work at, he works there. He's a driver for the company I work, I rents on the trucks for and and we we've known each other for a while but i didn't realize i got an email from him this email and i messaged him like hey is that you and so we started chatting and stuff we're like i didn't know you're into model trains and stuff so it's kind of cool that see um i've known known this guy for two two and a half years uh, and you know i know he rides a motorcycle but um you know and i do too but uh outside of that never knew he was a model railroader so um so anyways, yeah, uh, reach out to us, um, modelrailroadtalk at gmail.com, or by the time this is out, our website will be up and running, <clears throat> and that will be www.easy, or I'm sorry, not easy, www.modelrailroadtalk.com. Um, we are on Amazon uh, Music, uh, we, are, uh, we should be approved here soon, I hope, on Google Music, by the time this is out, we should be on iTunes Music and obviously Spotify. So depending on which platform you're listening to, um, please share and uh, you know tell everybody about this if you like it. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Model Railroad Talk as well. So I want to thank everybody uh, for um, for listening in and um, reach out to us. Let us know um, what. Um, what you guys want to hear, what you guys want to listen to and all that stuff. So, um, thank you folks. And, you know, we will, uh, we will start, uh, getting the show on the road. Hopefully, um, bear with me. I'm having a little technical difficulty. Uh, I'm trying to get this going. So, but anyways, you all folks be safe and, uh, we'll talk to you later.